and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Today is Sunday, January 15, 2017. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. I've been fighting kind of a cold, so if I sound a little nasally, I, I certainly apologize for that. Uh, so I've been taking it easy. Watched an old episode of The A-Team for the first time in years recently. It was very exciting in this particular episode. Um, Rick James hired the A-Team to rescue Isaac Hayes from prison. Rick James played Rick James. Isaac Hayes played some other guy, and it was very, very exciting. Um, they just do not make television like that anymore. They certainly do not. Rick James. And he performed the entire version of Super Freak. So that was good. All right, moving on to today's comics du jour, which is redundant, I understand. Our first comic of the day is Pickles by Brian Crane. In this episode, Mr. Pickles is at the hardware store, and he's talking to the guy that makes the keys. And uh, he asks him, you know, to make a key. And the guy goes, hey, don't I recognize you? Haven't you been in here before? And he goes, no. Mr. Pickles says, no, it's the first time I've been here. And he goes, I guess you just remind me of somebody. And Mr. Pickles goes, oh, who? And he goes, ah, my grandfather. My grandpa, Jimmy. And, uh, Grampy. Sorry, my Grampy Jimmy. And Mr. Pickles goes, oh, how old is your Grampy Jimmy? And, uh, the, the guy says, oh, he died in 1997. The joke here is that, uh, the guy at the hardware store confused Mr. Pickles for his grandfather. And his grandfather has been dead for a decade. And the joke here is that, that that makes Mr. Pickles very, very old, which is upsetting to Mr. Pickles. But that's the joke right there is that that he was mistaken. The, the, this is too convoluted. The, the, the guy thought he recognized Mr. Pickles, thought Mr. Pickles was his grandfather, and then thought Mr. Pickles was his grandfather who died a decade earlier. I, I do not think there is truth in that comedy honestly, but that's that's what it is. Our next comic of the day is Frank and Ernest by Thieves. In this episode, uh, Frank or Ernest, I don't know which is which, is giving a speech, um, and he's saying, it's to the breakfast food industry, he goes, and the breakfast food industry, our award winner, Ernie, oh, so it's Frank, uh, our award winner, Ernie, is at the tip top, he's at the acme, the apogee, the, the, the peak, the summit, and so on and so on. Please raise your glass to the man at the pinnacle. And then then Frank gets up and goes, Okay, I want to thank you for the synonym toast. And the joke here is a pun, is that it's really multi-leveled. He, he gave a toast. He used a lot of synonyms. So it was a synonym toast, which sounds a lot like cinnamon toast which is a thing you might have for breakfast which is funny because it's a toast being made at the breakfast industry awards so it's really just it's a series of puns it, it's 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 levels within levels man it's it's like the inception of of comic strips our next comic of the day is ripley's believe it or not by john graziano and this is, you know, every Ripley's Believe It or Not has several panels within it that gives you an interesting fact. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them. One of them informs us that there's a woman in Scotland who has a Smurf collection, which cost her over $33,000. Has over uh, 5,000 items in it. So that's a lot of Smurf stuff. 
Um, when when icebergs melt, they make a fizzing noise. It's called the Bergie Seltzer. Did not know that. But our best fact of the day um, informs us that the the world's only toilet-shaped house is in South Korea. Uh, it was built by Sim J. Duck, a person who was born in a toilet. So there you go. There's not a joke there so much as a amazing fact that a person who was born in a toilet now has a house that looks like a toilet. Uh, and if you want to visit it, you can go to South Korea. So, the, yep, and it is. There's a picture of it. It's a drawing. It's a house that is, uh, that is, it, yep, sure is, toilet shape. Our next comic of the day is Dick Brown's Hagar the Horrible. In this episode, uh, Hagar and Lucky Eddie, you know, the Viking with the funnel for a hat, are passing a restaurant that says, Today's special, Lutfisk. And a guy comes running out and goes, Oh my goodness, they're serving that stinky boiled dried fish. Blah. So Hagar and Eddie go in. And Eddie's like gagging, and there are stink smells. They're like they're a pink stink cloud that's permeating through the restaurant. And uh, he's like, "Why, Hagar? Why? Why do you eat here?" And then um, the waiter comes up, and he's got a clothespin on his nose, and he says, "You know, this dish is only for Viking he men." To which Hagar says, "I'll have it," and Lucky Eddie says, "I'll have a clothespin." The joke, the joke here is that that Hagar is not comfortable enough in his manliness to not eat uh, a wretched fish dish. Uh, so, in order to prove that he is a He-Man, he will eat a, 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 a dish that emits pink stink clouds. So, the lesson there for all of us is that, you know, we, we, should, not, uh, we should not let others make us do things to prove our virility or that by eating fish. Don't do it. Just don't do that. All right. My next comic of the day is um, Garfield. In this episode, Garfield is uh, sees a snowman. Then he starts kind of make manipulating the snowman, adding more snow to it. Um, he scoops up snow, and we see him do this because there's sound balloons that go scoop, scoop, scoop. And he's packing the snow, and there's a sound balloon that says pack, pack, pack. And then there's a, a full panel that just says scoop, 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 pack, 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 pack. Finally, there's a misshapen snowman with a flat ledge in front of it. And then in the final panel, Garfield's crawled up on it and is sleeping. The joke here being that Garfield has created a lap for the cat for the snowman because and then he's lying on it because cats like to sleep in people's laps. The joke here, though, is going to ultimately be on Garfield because if he sleeps on a snowman, he will ultimately get hypothermia and certainly frostbite, which will be that next week's Garfield could be very sad. Our next comic of the day is The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this uh, episode, uh, oh wait, there, there's a joke before the joke. In this one, uh, The Born Loser goes asks his boss, he goes, hey, may I ask you a question? And the boss goes, you mean in addition to the one you just asked? <laughs> Because, see, he, I'm not going to explain that. He already, he asked a question to ask if he could ask a question. But anyway, uh, and the one loser goes, what is your, what is the secret to your financial success? And the boss says, well, if you must know, you have to commitment to, to win anytime there's a dollar at stake. 
everyone is fair game, except, of course, for your friends. And uh, the born loser goes, well, that certainly sounds harsh, but, you know, at least you make exceptions for your friends. To which the boss replies, well, I would, which is why I make it a point to not have any. The joke, the joke here is that uh, to succeed in business, apparently you, you can have no friends because friends will only weigh you down and prevent you from making money, which that's a great lesson for all of us in these trying times. Our next comic of the day is Peanuts featuring, quote, good old Charlie Brown, end quote, which implies to me that he is not, that they do not think he is good or old. And in fact, in this particular comic strip, he's not even present. In this one, uh, Schroeder, Schroeder, Schrodinger, Schrodinger, Schroeder is playing the piano. And that that redheaded girl with the naturally curly hair, is it, I think Sally, is uh, lying on the piano. And Lucy walks up and goes, hey, what are you doing here? Um, and she says, well, who, what, maybe I just like music. And Lucy goes, well, do you like Beethoven? And Sally goes, what? And uh, Lucy goes, yeah, if you're going to be here, you're going to have to like Beethoven. To which Sally goes, well, all right, then I'll have a small glass. And Schrodinger, Schroeder picks up the piano and walks away. And Lucy goes, up, oh, you blew it, kid. And the joke here is that for some unknown reason, Sally thought that Beethoven was a beverage as opposed to a famous composer, which in the context, there's no, there's no reason why she would think that Beethoven was a drink uh, at all. It's not like, can I get you some Beethoven or, Hey, I'm having some Beethoven. She goes, do you like Beethoven? Which my initial reaction would not be. Yeah. Give me a glass of that. It's just, but that's a joke. And that upsets Schroeder so much that he left because Sally believes that Beethoven is a drink and it's not it's it's a composer <sighs> next comic of the day is the family circus in this episode all right the mom I, the mom's in the kitchen with a with a pot of coffee in one hand a newspaper under her arm uh the two younger kids who are not school-aged are making a mess like little little Jeffy is like dropping, you know, a bowl of cereal all over the place and he's not wearing pants. He has on one shoe. Uh, PJ is just clinging on to her. And then Billy and Dolly are at the door dressed for school and they've got like a, uh, a pack of kids behind them. Uh, we, it's so big it flows out the door and we do not know how many there are. And Billy's going, Hey mom, the bus didn't show up. So I said, you'd be more than happy to drive us. And the joke, the, the joke here is that she's not going to drive those kids because she, one, they won't all fit in the car. Two, she's got to take care of the two younger children who are making, um, making a mess in that menagerie of apps. And the, in addition to the kids, there's two dogs and a cat. So this, this household has four kids, two dogs, and a cat. And uh, she's frazzled, understandably so. And there's no way to safely put that many kids in the car. It would violate all manner of laws. But nonetheless, silly old Billy, silly Billy thinks that that would be a good idea. As does Dolly, or Ma, Dolly says the same thing. She's she's smiling, 
and those kids are never getting to school. They're just gonna, they're going to have to just sit there. I guess is the joke that that there's it's it's not logistically possible. Is the the point of the that episode of the they just how would you how unless they're like you got a clown car you couldn't you couldn't do that and even even and 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 that's sad by the way clown cars because ringling brothers is shutting down and what's up with that that's a american tradition just down the tubes and it makes me sad because somehow i've connected to the family circus in my head now and childhood ruined i mean how could the family circus still be around but but the real circus it it's it's not right finally today andy cap is drunk that's all the time we have for the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Until next time, see you in the funny papers. The Howling Monkey Reads the Comics is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. All content copyright, Law Dog Productions, LLC. For further information, check us out at www.thehowlingmonkey.com. Or if you have comments or questions, write to joe at thehowlingmonkey.com. Finally, if you'd like to support this podcast please do so on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We're at patreon.com backslash the howling monkey.